Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. In this episode of A Walk in the Park podcast, Babs, Riss, and MB talk about the current state of voting as of October 24th, 2020, especially here in the state of Georgia. We also discuss current COVID numbers and a variety of other topics, including, of course, sports, but also some previews about cooking, books, philosophy. This is the last episode of season three. In season four, we expect to introduce some new content areas as well as a different format. So please listen and enjoy. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Not not really. Hello, MB. Hello. It is Saturday, October 24th. We're on the only 10 days until the election day. We're on the path to hell, my friends. Come along for the ride. My God. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's yes, that's right. That's right, MB. So I have to I have to tell you both about the research I did because I was quite surprised when you told me your vote had been counted. And I thought, gosh, I just saw this, you know, NPR article and it says Georgia is not one of the states that's counting votes before the election. And so, as people who are listening probably know, you know, you can request a mail-in ballot, which MB did, and you fill it out and you send it back and you hope that they don't lose it or shred it and that they count it. Right. So, anyway, I asked another one of my friends who had mailed in her ballot and she had sent me some screenshots. She's like, yeah, I don't know. They're saying accepted and counted. I was like, well, this is Georgia. So, you know, they probably don't really understand the English language that well. And have a good grasp of what things actually mean. So I'm like, let me do some research and say, this is what I learned. So nobody's votes have been tabulated. So it's not like you could currently strong arm the Fulton County Election Board or the Secretary of State and say, how many people have voted for Trump? How many people have voted for Biden? They haven't tabulated it. Gotcha. So the people who got the mail in, the emails from the county which i assume is what you got mb right yeah yeah so all that means is they got your ballot they checked and it's been accepted it's been accepted so they processed it they they took it i mean they don't you're a first-time voter so they don't have any signature on file to compare for you but if they did they would have taken your ballot looked at your signature confirmed you know okay this appears to be mb's ballot then they opened it and fed it into a scanner. And that's it. Nothing was done. Your vote technically has not been counted. It's been processed. It's been opened and scanned, to be more accurate. So 
which is a new Georgia in August just made this change. And they said 15 days prior to the election, which was this past Monday, you can start opening mail-in ballots and scanning them. So this is to help so that on election day, you aren't there having to scan like 500,000 ballots, right? right? So when the ballot comes in, you can scan it. And that's the information they're sending out. But they're saying accepted and counted. And by counted, it's really just like you've been added to the total of votes cast that will be tabulated on election day. Hmm. And so early voting is similar, except so in mail-in balloting, you know, you fill in your ballot and then someone else opens it for you and someone else scans it for you. So to me, that's less trustworthy because I'm trusting a stranger that I don't know. You and I went and voted in person. We did our touchscreen computer, printed out our ballot and fed it through the scanner. So we controlled the entire process ourselves. So personally, I felt better about that. Right. But both of all three of our votes are still sitting on, quote, you know, servers or computers that we fed the paper ballot into. Gotcha. So like if your mobile bus that you voted through just drives off into the wilderness, your vote is gone, Marissa. Right. Because <laughs> that's my understanding. I don't I don't think these are like connected to like an actual I think they are self-contained server units. I don't think it's like stuff is not backed up to the cloud. If a machine goes missing, so do all huh. the votes. Huh. Because um, the state of Georgia was actually sued after the 2016 election because they, I believe the accusation was that they had misplaced perhaps servers or didn't count them. And the lawsuit was to somehow like audit. Right. And the secretary of state wiped them clean rather than turning them over. Great. Yeah. So Georgia can't be trusted. We know this historically. I mean, it's a crappy state when it comes to voting and it had federal oversight because of its crappiness for many years. And then, of course, in recent years, the Republicans decided, oh, Georgia isn't crappy anymore. Let's take it to the courts and get our conservative judges to say, you know, the southern racist states shouldn't have oversight. Anyway, you can see where I I stand on this. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Well, the other the other thing that I wanted to point out is I'm not comfortable with human beings um, verifying the signatures of whatever random information they had prior, and then the new signature that's being used on the ballot. That's not okay to me because nobody writes their signature perfectly the same way every single time. So yep. who knows how many ballots they threw out based on just that alone. Yes. Now, for MB, since he got it that said it's accepted and counted, we have to assume his was not thrown out. But yes, there could be people out there who don't get that email, and then it's like, what happened? Well, your ballot was rejected. Well, you've already voted, so you can't go vote again. Right, right. That doesn't make any sense to me. So No. My signature changes all the time, first of all. Unless you're a handwriting expert, you're not going to be... I mean, yeah, so... And you and I, I mean... I didn't sign anything when I went to vote in person. Nobody compared my signature to anything, as I recall. Did they? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, exactly. maybe they did. I signed something that said this information is correct. Yes. 
But I, I even asked her, I said, do I need to sign this like it's on my ID? Because that's not my official signature. And she said no. So I just right. used my, my common signature. Like on my license, since my license says like Barbara C. Alexander, I sign it as Barbara C. Alexander. Right. But my, my daily signature that I sign receipts and stuff, I just sign B. Alexander. I don't even write out my whole name. Right. Right. So. No, you're right. Neither do I. I will but say, they did get to check my ID. So they saw a picture of me. Yes. Yes. So there is that. And whatever they're... So when I went up to the voting uh, mobile, mm-hmm. um, there was uh, a group of people behind, you know, sitting at tables verifying, mm-hmm. I guess, your information via computer. Yep. So that, that was like maybe the longest part of the process. And even that, that was m- maybe a couple minutes, maybe three minutes tops. Mm-hmm. And then... I just walked in and the only part of the process I did not like was that I don't think there was, I feel like people were watching me vote. Yes. These new machines. And they're not, they're not covered. So they're not sufficiently covered. There was two people, two or three people in the mobile and one was waving them in and there were two people on either side watching people. And I'm like, are you watching who I'm voting for? Are you like, what are you doing? How do you cheat? This is not a test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you going to break out some voter intimidation tactics if you don't like who I'm voting? Or are you going to make sure my paper goes missing? Right. Yeah. So I know. it was like, I don't know. I don't know. It was just, and it was a weird ballot. There was one, when you know how at the end you have to verify the information. Yes. There was one part of the ballot where it said write in only or something. And I'm like, I don't know who I'm writing in. <laughs> I didn't write it. Yeah, I didn't write in anybody either. I'm like, what dumb thing is this? Nobody's running for it. So, I'm like, I guess you don't need that position then. No. So yeah, I thought that was really weird, but um, but yeah, I'm they're like, you're, you can do with. this. I don't have to do it on the third, and I hope that everything's counted and we're good to go. But I can't depend on Georgia because that's just Georgia. That's right. That's Georgia. So MB. Yes. Tell us, a li- tell us a little bit about how you felt voting for the first time. I was excited. Yeah? yeah. Did you, um, I don't want to ask you how you voted. We don't need to share that with the people. But um, did you, were, were there any surprises? Like, were you surprised by how many choices some, like, positions had? Or I was surprised um, by the amount of senators running for the special election. Thank you. I couldn't believe that either. I actually was like counting. I was like, wait, what? There must have been at least 30 of them, right? It was, there were so many. And I was like, okay, this is just to fill the rest of the term, Senator Isaacson's term, which is is what, another two years maybe? Hmm. And then I thought with that many people, you'd think there's a high possibility that there would be a runoff. Because right. nobody's going to get 50% of the vote. Nope. And then I'm like, when the heck is that going to happen? So, yeah. So I noticed that too, MB. And then I always think the referendum questions are interesting as well. I try to make sure I know what they are ahead of time so that I can just know to vote. Because sometimes when you're sitting there reading them, you're like, wait, what are they saying? 
Like, how does the yes match up with the no? Like, sometimes they write them in such a way I was confused that, on those questions. Yeah. They, yes. Sometimes they write them in such a way that you think the answer is yes, but then you realize if you say yes, you're actually voting no. Right. And so those are always, those are always a little, uh, a little tricky, but um, yeah. So we'll see. All right. So opinion from you guys. Do you think by the morning of November 4th, we're going to wake up and somebody is going to have, you know, been announced as the next president of the United States. No. I don't think it'll be clear. I don't think it'll be clear for at least three or four days at the minimum, the minimum. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I just think that so we we've already had 50 million people in this country vote already. That's a lot of people. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so, a lot. Yeah. I don't know. And you just made the point of saying people are, that, that, that the votes are being processed, but mm. not necessarily tabulated. So, Here in Georgia, anyway, and other states, right. apparently they are, but nobody's okay. saying anything. Like Arizona, they are processing and tabulating is what I so read. So what is 50 million, a sixth of the country? Uh, yeah, kind yeah. of about, probably in terms of who's eligible to vote. So that's 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 a lot of people. So I have to imagine that, and and I don't know, I, I, I just, yeah, I don't think we'll have a clear, not unless by some miracle, November 3rd comes that morning, they start tabulating, tab, they wake up that morning and they start tabulating everything. Well, and so I think, Part of it, at least from the kind of the public tradition, is I'm just thinking on the morning of November 4th, if it's close, neither Biden nor Trump is going to concede, right? Because they'll right. be like, we have to wait for all of the mail-in ballots to be counted. And some some states like Wisconsin, unfortunately, which is a, a, you know a critical swing state, is um, they don't even they're not even legally allowed to open the ballots until election day. So oh, okay. that makes it take a little more time, perhaps, although Wisconsin is a relatively small state. Um, it doesn't have a lot of people in it, but oh, okay. um, yeah, so there's that. And then I just don't know, you know, when you expect, you know, this is who's going to be the next president, the person that doesn't win concedes and agrees right. like, yes, you won. And I don't think that's going to happen because even if it, even if Biden appears to be a clear winner mm -hmm. like he's won by you know 10 20 30 million votes which believe me i am not expecting to happen right. you know trump's gonna claim the election was rigged he's not gonna concede nope. and then he'll try to get his new supreme court to somehow give him the election no i don't think the supreme court's gonna do that i agree but um i agree and as much as, you know, I don't necessarily may uh, agree with uh, Comey Barrett or maybe her values, I don't think she'll be a bad Supreme Court justice. I think she'll... Hope not. I, I feel like she's going to try and do the right thing, not based on her conservatism, but based on what the, the Constitution says. And I like to think that it's, ba it's also based on her experience working with Scalia who just was kind of strict about it. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it will be, I mean, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting, I guess. I mean, her, yeah. the vote to confirm her happens on Monday. There's no right. reason to think that she isn't going to be confirmed. Wow. 
And, you know, I mean, she'll be the fastest Supreme Court justice ever confirmed from nomination to confirmation. And really, a lot of people were saying, um, and I don't even know that this is a Trump thing. This could be people just surrounding him and he just goes along with it. But um, the week after the election, the second week of November, the Supreme Court is hearing a case that has to do with the Affordable Care Act. And they wanted to get you know, a conservative confirmed. And Coney Barrett apparently is already on record from several years back when I think before, it must've been when she was a law professor because judges really aren't supposed to public comment, comment publicly, I think, Um, of course, that type of thing. But she like called out Chief Justice Roberts and basically said he had made the wrong decision on the Affordable Care Act back when they heard a first case about it and the individual mandate and having to um, hmm. pay the taxes, like pay a penalty if you didn't have health insurance. Right. Um, so I'm like, oh, that's nice. And again, I just think it's interesting. I don't think she's qualified. And I say that not to say that she isn't smart and a very good lawyer, but... Right. You're one of nine people on the United States Supreme Court. And I'm sorry, it does actually matter that all those other lawyers have Ivy League degrees and you don't. And Mm -hmm. I say that as a lawyer who doesn't have an Ivy League degree and would never presume to even think that I should be considered for the Supreme Court. So call me an elitist, but I don't think a law degree from Notre Dame University or University of Notre Dame qualifies you I don't I'm not that impressed that she was a beloved professor at her alma mater hiring her (laughs) interesting and you know Trump appointed her to the seventh circuit and I'm not really anybody appointed by Trump is suspicious to me because I just don't think he I don't think he cares about vetting people properly somebody probably told him she'll go along to get along and she's a conservative and we can count on her vote and perhaps didn't really care I mean, it definitely helped her that she clerked for Scalia, but I'll go on record as saying I think she only got to clerk for Scalia because she's Catholic. So, oh, yeah, I just or don't feel I think she's as suspicious as Kavanaugh. Mm. And I will go on record as yes. saying, <laughs> well, she's yep. she, she, sneaky or anything yeah. like that. She, she, yeah, I mean, she's has better moral character than Kavanaugh. Absolutely. I will will give her that. So it's too soon to tell. I mean, she, she was, I've heard, or I've, you know, I've heard people say, and I've seen the analysis that she was pretty uh, elusive, like wasn't really willing to answer questions that the democratic senators were answering, asking her. Well, but, because you know, it goes back to what you said, they're not allowed to comment yeah. on certain things. So when the things she yeah. was at, being asked were very specific, and she yeah. really couldn't talk about it. Yeah. I'm not uh, yeah, defending or, her, I'm just going by no, what I, I saw. No, I agree. And I had said that, I don't know if it was you I said it to, I had said it to somebody, and I was like, listen, especially if something is coming up on the, the Supreme Court is hearing the case in this current term, or it's in the pipeline, Yeah. Yeah, you'd love to get insight into what she's thinking, but she can't, she can't do that. That's not right. Right. So, you know, some of the Democratic senators possibly know that, but they're like, well, we're still gonna ask the question anyway, because we want people to see, like, you're not, you're not, there's nothing that she can tell you 
that is going to show you who she is. So you have to look at her past. And when you look right. at her past, it doesn't look that good. I mean, I think that's what they were trying to do. And of course, they didn't want to do a smear campaign. They didn't want to turn it into another Kavanaugh circus. And Right. So, but anywho. Right. So, all right. Well, all three of us have voted. All three of us are hoping that our votes get counted, that the servers don't go missing, that the tabulation happens yes. properly. <laughs> we all know Coney Barrett's going to be confirmed on Monday. We'll just I'm see just how that plays it. out. And uh, that's kind of, I don't know, that's like the U.S. world highlights Yeah. on the, on the political legal front, let's say, let's say. And then, of course, I think you've both seen, right, the COVID numbers are starting to go out of control again. We, the U.S. hit a record in new COVID cases yesterday, or to, yesterday, I guess it was, 83,000. That's no bueno. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I, don't, I don't understand why it's going up. Is it because, and we discuss this all the time, is it going up because everybody's getting tested? Or is it well, that's what I'm going to look right now and see. I'm going to do the math. Sorry, as I boot up my laptop. I mean, there could be testing, but like that number, 83,000, that's that seems a lot. A lot. Well, that's a lot higher than it's been recently. So I'd just be surprised that testing had increased that much, I guess. I mean, listen, this is the people who talk about COVID, the scientists, the people who feel you know, perhaps more of a sense of urgency about it. They told you once the weather starts getting colder and people are stuck inside and people have let their guard down because they're experiencing, you know, COVID fatigue or whatever, you're going to see the numbers go up. Like a mutual friend of ours, I hadn't realized this, Wisconsin is doing horribly, you know, oh. and there's a state where it's already super cold. Like I was like, again, I haven't given Wisconsin much you know, specific thought for their numbers because I never saw them in the top on anything. I was like, oh, well, you know, they're buried there somewhere. They're number three, they've been like in the top five for quite some, yeah, yesterday. No, sorry, that's today. They're number three. Let's see, yesterday. Georgia seems to be, still be down. Like Georgia. Better than most, I should say. Georgia has not. I mean, no, Georgia is not better than most, but it is better than it was. Like yesterday, Georgia was number 11 for new cases. So for us to be out of the top five or 10 in that number, of course, that just means everybody else is doing worse, perhaps. But right. so let me see here. Let's see. What were we trying to do? So yesterday, yesterday, it says the new cases were 81,210. So hang on. Hang on, people. I can't do this math in my I can't do this math in my head. All right. <laughs> So let's just see. And again, this is not like, this is loosely, this is just math because I'm, the number of new cases yesterday is relative to, you know, I'm, here's the total tests, but you don't know when those tests came in. Like this is just an overall snapshot. All right. Of the number of tests as of yesterday, 6.19%. Hmm. 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 Interesting. All right. That's not the math I normally do. <laughs> oh, that's not. Yeah. I don't. I usually, I think I usually do total cases divided by, um, oh, but you know, yeah. 
Well, that is interesting though. So we'll see. I think, I think the numbers are going up, I guess is my point. And it'll maybe take a little bit of time to see if the percentages are going up, but here, let me do the positivity rate thing and see, I don't think 80,000 positive cases in one day is going to move the, the meter that much. I mean, that's why they're always looking like at over like two week trends and stuff. Right. I mean, it's a needle. Yeah. 6.67%. So I will tell you that is 1,000th higher than maybe three, 1,000th of a percent higher than maybe three or four days ago. So unfortunately it is going up. Right. But. But incrementally. Yeah, of course. Of course. So we'll just, we'll, we'll see. And let's see, Georgia. I have a whole um, file in my notes app that has tracks all this data from like way back when earlier on I was tracking it like every single day. Cause I just wanted to have my own math and my own numbers. Right. So let's see, Georgia still looks like it's doing okay. Sometimes I can look at the numbers and I can tell, like I can tell if something's over 10%, which Georgia used to be. And now we're at 9.31. So Georgia has continued to go down as a positivity rate, you know, obviously we're still adding thousands of cases a day, but again, I think it's important relative to the number of tests that are being done. So exactly. So we'll see people, you know, we'll see what happens with, with the COVID. We are yeah. number 10. We are number 10 in total tests, according to world. Ometers.info. So we've done tests more than more tests than 40 other States and fewer than nine. The top nine states for testing are, not surprisingly, California, New York, Texas, Illinois, Florida, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, and North Carolina, with Georgia rounding it out at number 10. I don't know. I don't know what to say, people, other than Boston public schools shut down this week for, I think, two weeks at least because the numbers in Massachusetts are starting to creep back up again and specifically in the Boston school district area, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, serenity now, serenity now. Yes. All right. So uh, what else do you want to talk about MB? And this is our final episode of season three. Dun, dun, dun. Did you hear who the Buccaneers signed? Oh my God. Yep. When Jonathan told me I nearly died. <laughs> and they said Tom requested him. What? What? Antonio Antonio Brown people. That's what Jonathan said. Well, wow. first of all, Antonio Brown was living with Tom and Giselle in Massachusetts when he joined the Patriots. I remember that. Yes. That's crazy. It's totally crazy. I'm like, are you gonna let him live with you again, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I don't know. Jonathan told me because I have um, Mike Evans, who's one of the Buccaneers wide receivers on my uh, fantasy team. He's like, oh, no, if Antonio Brown comes, he's like, that may hurt you in fantasy. I'm like, well, if Antonio Brown comes, I'm going to have to pay attention and grab him before anyone else does. Right. The Seahawks were thinking about signing him. I remember. No, was that were they thinking again recently or were they thinking a while ago? Recently, maybe? Recently. Okay. You know who I'm confusing? Because after the Patriots let Josh Gordon go, the Seahawks signed Josh Gordon, 
who that poor guy, amazing receiver, but he's constantly being suspended for failing drug tests, which is sad because he has like a lot of um, like, I want to say mental health problems. And he, so he smokes marijuana because it like helps with his anxiety and stuff. But that's a substance, you know, that the NFL will, which to me, I'm like, if you're in a state where it's legal, right, which it is in Massachusetts, and you're not breaking a lot. I mean, marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug. If no. anything, I think it'd make you perform worse. <laughs> right. No, you're so, right. Huh. Um, so, yeah, I know. But I guess his work ethic did not fit with the Patriots way, which again, I think they tried to be so good to him, but like he just wouldn't show up for practice or he'd show up late. Right. Super nice guy. But and I, the Seahawks did sign Josh Gordon, but I think even they let him go. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, last season. I, I just feel bad for the guy because just the little time I got to watch him play, I mean, he is a truly amazing athlete and probably would have been a Hall of Fame wide receiver if he didn't have this problem. And it's like, I mean, he's. I think he had a very hard life as well. Yeah, it wasn't like, maybe. you know. So I just can't remember his whole story. But, yep, I saw it MB, and I was kind of shocked. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. But we were just talking today about all the greatness that Tom has brought to Tampa. Since he he arrived in Tampa, the Tampa Bay team has won the uh, Stanley Cup. (laughs) The, The baseball team is now in the World Series against the Dodgers. So I'm just thinking, and they don't have a basketball team, so we can't compare them. So I'm just thinking Tom is Tampa's good luck charm, and they should all be calling it Tampa now instead of Tampa. Yep. (laughs) Any any good books you've been reading? Yeah, Marissa, what have you been reading since you said you had to read more? Oh, we need to give you some books to read. Busy doing a lot of nothing. That's the problem. Oh, uh, it's hard to do nothing. What about you, MB? Do you have to read anything for school or is there any no. reading magazines? Oh, or... wait a second. August is reading Lord of the Flies. Lord of the, F- I read Lord of the Flies. Yep. Yeah, that's a classic high school, classic yep. high school read. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know me, I always have a lot of books going, so. I don't know how you do that. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm actually reading, um. Well, I'm dabbling in two or three books right now, but one I finished most recently was very interesting. It's called The Socrates Express in Search of Life Lessons from Dead Philosophers. (laughs) And uh, this guy, his name is Eric. I never know if people who spell their last name W-E-I-N-E-R pronounce it Weiner or Wiener. Okay. I had a ninth grade English teacher who spelled her name that way, and we called her Mrs. Weiner. Us too. So, yeah, but I feel like some people say Weiner. Anyway, so he wrote this book, and he is just kind of like, well, basically showing in his life, like how all of these different philosophers, how he's tried to like what learn from their philosophies, apply it to his life, and stuff like that. And so that was a really interesting book. And it's led me to um, decide to pursue reading and some of the philosophies I find interesting. So I'm right. starting out with starting out with stoicism. So I'll, uh, 
I will. I can brief you all on that. Maybe, maybe season four of the podcast should have a philosophy corner. <laughs> maybe a philosophy corner. That's yeah. right, where we can talk about different life philosophies. Um, okay. I don't know. I'll uh, I'll send you guys just some high level stuff about the Stoics. It's kind of interesting um some of it i find like so relatable i'm like oh my gosh i've been doing that my whole life i just didn't know it was stoicism but i mean you guys you know you've heard a lot of these you know other people of course more recent people are are more famous like more rousseau and thoreau and nietzsche you know people like that they have their own of course yep. philosophies as well but um, yes, I know. So anyway, so now I'm I'm dabbling a little, little in that, and uh, I'm yeah, I'm cooking a lot. See, we, <laughs> we can have a cook, we can have a cooking <laughs> corner. Yeah, I just a made, cooking um, corner. I made uh, scones it. just now, blueberry scones, right before I what? got on the call. Yep. Yum. Oh, how dare you! I know, I know, but Where's I said my blueberry scone. I do not want to wake up tomorrow morning and and have the same breakfast. So I made scones. Makes sense. Yeah, I've been thinking it's about time to make an apple pie. I lucky again. charms for breakfast. Do it, lucky. I love I lucky, lucky charms. charms for breakfast. Nice, they're the best. Nice. Do you ever pair that with a little fruit? A little healthy food? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I make. That's what I make my kids do too. They'll be eating something. I'm like, what fruit are you going to have with that? Mom. Mom. That's strawberries this morning. Nice. And then I'm like, did you take your vitamins? Vivian and I have decided 50% of of our relationship is me asking her if she took her vitamins. (laughs) I only ask her Vivian. Vivian, I only ask her like once a day, but we both agreed. It seems like that's all I do is ask her if she's taking her vitamins. <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. Oh my gosh. Which is a good segue. Do you guys, have you been watching any movies like on Netflix or Prime or channels like HBO? I've been, I've been, um, I've been watching this show on Netflix called The Great British Baking Show. Oh, oh yeah. are you enjoying it? Is yes. Yeah. I've heard good things about yes. it. Yes. I can't watch those shows. It makes me hungry. <laughs> Are they funny? The people on the show? Yes. Or is it intense? They make food. I know. Is it intense? Though? It's like, intense. Because they're, I mean, they're competing, right? And then they get judged and one of them, or somebody wins. Is that how it works? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not. Okay. So. Is it a lot of people at the same time, or is it like a one-on-one cook-off or bake-off? There's twelve people. Okay, and then so it's only like, do people get eliminated each week? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. So eventually, it gets down to maybe just two people, and then there's an ultimate winner. Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I have heard of this show. I've heard it's good. Is it through the BBC? Is that where? I don't know. I can't remember. It's through PBS. Oh, okay. PBS. Hmm. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of weird shows lately. 
a lot of tra time travel, sci-fi. You know, I'm trying to figure out if the world's going to become a place where I can time travel out of this time period. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is not going to happen in my lifetime. No, no. <laughs> we're one week from. We're one week away from Halloween. I know. Uh, uh. I got to go to Costco. I need candy because. You know what they Spooky our season. Our development has just said, you know, you do what you want to do, but just make make sure you make it safe for the kids. So I have, I went to the dollar store last week and I got all individual like uh, candy bags or treat bags. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just gonna fill them and what when I run out, I run out. Yep. Well, who's in your circle of trust, Marissa? I saw that letter. It was forwarded to me by a mutual friend. Only trick or treat with people in your circle of trust, I read. <laughs> I literally like laughed for a good minute, uncontrollable giggles, because I thought of Meet the Parents and Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller in the circle of trust. <laughs> yeah. I like well, those I, movies. I, I will say this. I'm definitely having my parents over and we're just going to sit outside and maybe, maybe my girlfriend and uh, her kids, because we've always trick or treated together for like 10 years now. So, um, but outside of that, it'll just be all of us sitting outside. You know, I hope the kids don't decide to sit in the middle of the street and become tripping obstacles. Not oh, your like kids. Some people I know. The other kids. Yes. Yeah. That happened a couple of times already this week. I was like, what the, oh my God. I don't know. I'm, I'm, so I don't like Halloween personally. I find it aggravating. And what's your favorite holiday? holiday? Uh, I think my favorite holiday is Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait for, I can't wait for, I can't wait for next month because <laughs> after Thanksgiving comes the Christmas music. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. We'll see if I feel as festive this year. I'm like, I, sure, like I don't know what I want for Christmas. I know you got to start thinking about it because Santa might have to take some COVID shipping days. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, He's I like, sorry. Got to work on that. Oh, goodness. All I right. know. Well, wait. So MB, again, not to dive too deep into personal information, but you're going out of town for Thanksgiving, I believe, aren't you? Yes. Nice. So that's going to be pretty interesting, right? Because you're you're going to see you and your parents. You're going to see if maybe that's a place you might want to move to. No, yeah, we're going to Hilton yeah. Head. Yeah, T to eventually maybe move there. You don't have like a timeline or anything, do you? <laughs> my parents have a timeline. I don't. Uh, <laughs> is their timeline my timeline? Because you know I have a timeline. I don't know. I have to say, if you people are going, then I gotta go too. I am, I'm not staying. I know. I know. When MBA I, I turn get... out, it's like. <laughs> what were you saying, MBA? So, I'm so ready. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, well, it's like you and Naomi. I mean, you graduate next May, and then you're free agents. We can take you wherever we want. <laughs> For my graduation gift, I plan to go on a cruise. Oh, there oh you my go. gosh. Now you're scaring me. That's if by then we have a vaccine. All right, because you don't want to be like the Diamond Princess people stuck out at sea with no country right. willing to take take you in, right? No. Oh my God. 
Okay. Where do you want to cruise if it happens? Do you have a location? Alaska. Oh, okay. Yeah, your mom, I think, had mentioned she would be interested in because your parents have done that cruise or a cruise. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really nice. Your parents did it the best way, though, I, I think. They did the land cruise combo, you know, so they got to go out to Denali, which was really nice. Um, so yeah, I know. I want to go somewhere. I got to get out of here. I know. I'm telling you, I want you to look into that Charleston deal and figure out what's going on in Charleston. Let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to look, let me see how COVID's doing in South Carolina, (laughs) South Carolina, South Carolina. Oh gosh. Okay. That's more cases than I thought. South Carolina, 168,549 cases. Let's see what their positivity rate is. All right, let's see. One, six, eight, five, four, nine, divided by. hmm, All right, well, maybe that can't be that. Okay, one, eight, three, eight, one, three, four. Eh, so they're about as bad as Georgia. They're 9.16%. So see, you wow. can go there because you're not going to place worse. I'm going to the place that's worse, Florida. Oh. Florida is still yeah. up there at like 13%. They may actually be the worst state in the country right now in terms of positivity rate. Oh, God. The Big Ten not- came back. Oh, dear Lord. I know. So weird. I don't get it. But do you, do you root for any of the teams in the Big Ten? I Andy? root for Ohio State. Okay. There you go. That's why they came back because Ohio State is like, we're too good. You can't keep us out. Yeah. Although I guess everybody. And then I got to root for Penn State because of Steve Siders. Yeah, although Penn State, not a great school. In terms of moral moral credibility, I'll say. Who who just had to resign again now? Somebody else. I mean, they had the whole coach scandal which I won't get into here several years back that got them in trouble. And then I was just reading some, I don't know if it was another Penn state coach or who was like an academic person, but somebody got in trouble there for being a bad person and had to resign. So. Well, Michigan's playing today at seven thirty, So I might have to watch that. Yeah. I save up all my sports viewing for NFL Sunday, as you both know. Yeah. So I'm all good They're awful. Oh, they're awful, MB. (laughs) I'm dying. Okay, so they're below 500. And I was like, did that even ever happen in the Tom Brady era? So Jonathan looked it up for me and he said, in 2002, the 2002 season, he said that was the last time the Patriots were below 500. And I was like, interesting. And that's the year they didn't win the Super Bowl because they won it in the 01, 03, and 04 seasons to start. So, I mean, Belichick said the game they played last week against Denver was literally, I think, the worst football game I've ever seen them play in what I will still call the Brady era. I'd never seen anything as awful as that. They might as well have been a high school football team. And uh, Belichick said, he's like, well, we practiced once in the last two weeks and it showed. 
I was like, okay, fair enough. But the Tennessee Titans also played a game after practicing like once in the past two weeks and beat There's the Bills. There's only three undefeated teams left. The Seahawks, the Steelers, and the Titans. Are the Steelers still undefeated? Okay. Yes. Okay, I didn't realize that. Well, the Titans should have been kicked out of the league anyway, all their COVID crap. Um, but yeah, well, we'll see. Are any of those teams scheduled to play each other? <laughs> the Seahawks are supposed to play tomorrow. But they're not playing. I mean, are the Steelers, the Seahawks, and who is the other team? The Titans. The Titans. I wonder if any of those three teams are playing each other this season. Because then that obviously that would knock off another undefeated team. We shall see. I, I don't expect a team. I don't expect there to be another team that goes 16-0. and 0, like I wonder the how the Super Bowl is going to look like in February. Uh, I don't even I think it'll be fine. There might not be any fans. There might not be any fans, but they'll have it. Unless the season gets jacked up and they have to push it back. If they have to, I mean, right now they're doing okay, but if they have to start like adding week 18, week 19, if more teams have to start canceling their games and don't have bye weeks to, you know, right. Like a lot of teams, I mean, it's week seven and probably. You know, maybe a quarter of the league has already had their bye week. So we shall see. We shall see. It's all how it all goes. Yeah. And so it goes. So it Madness. goes. And so, and so will we soon, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> all right, people. All right. We're going we're gonna to stop this recording. Do it. All right. Bye for now. Bye. So much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at Awit Podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at Awit Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at a walk in the park podcast. We'd love to hear from you.